You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Earth Oddity Podcast. My name's John. I'm here with my co host, Tiny. Hello. We're brought to you by Cajun Curl and the United States Postal Service <laughs> and their Stamp Out Hunger Food Drive, which is May 11th. Just hit it at the top of the show so we keep them off our back, we keep them at bay. Because <laughs> uh, you don't want to be on the wrong side of the Postal Service. Um, but we're here to bring you another. Excellent episode of podcast hilarity. Uh, got several good news stories today. Got the world's first ver- verified butt on Instagram. So <laughs> okay. I know some of you guys out there will be, and ladies possibly, will be happy to hear that too. So, And it's mine. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you get the blue check mark when That's you right. get your account verified. How yes. do they verify your booty when you get well, it? We'll get into that. I'll tell you all about it. I'll okay. tell you all about it. What kind of stories do you have rocking today? Well, I have a mother who punched her seven-year-old because okay. he was not a good lookout for a shoplifting granny. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. I don't have, seven-year-olds are not dependable when it comes to crime. <laughs> no. You know, this has been my experience. Well, you know, they, they learn at an early age, swipe or no swiping. Yeah. And it's really hard to swipe things around them without right. them bringing without attention. Hollering. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. You just got to teach them that we're not stealing. We're just borrowing. And daddy's going to come back <laughs> later and pay for it after bedtime. <laughs> We've also got the uh, world's first heavy metal knitting competition. Excellent. But we're going to start with this. U.S. Navy drafting new guidelines for reporting UFOs. Okay. Well, we know they're real. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this last year. You know, yeah. there was a story, you know, it was published in the New York Times of all That's places right. about ATIP, which yep. was the secret Pentagon Tell program to for. advanced aeronautical <laughs> I threat identification program. Okay. I'm, that could be 100% <laughs> true. I don't even remember. I think it's somewhere in those yeah. lines. No, yeah. AATIP. Right. Nobody fact check us. <laughs> but anyway. Hey, hold on, hold on. Speaking of fact checking, yes. you were right. I realized it when I went to bed last week. 2013 is when we played Notre Dame. So Yes. I'm a horrible Alabama fan. <laughs> but I killed a lot of brain cells when I was younger. <laughs> right. And I didn't think I would need them as I've gotten older. But sometimes it catches me in a moment like that. So. Well, John, I respect your honesty. Yeah, I admire it. it because I've, been, <laughs> I've been wrong so many times in my life it doesn't even You could have not said anything it. and I would just been yeah. like, yeah, I guess There's I was some wrong. people out there listening that were probably – Deeming me a fraud, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I'll just let you know that I am a fraud. So, all right, but anyways, back to, you, yeah, back speaking to of, aliens. Speaking of frauds, yeah. <laughs> the U.S. Navy is drafting new guidelines for pilots and other personnel to report encounters with quote unidentified aircraft. End quote. 
I'm sure they would, if they were here in this room, they would like to remind everybody that we're not talking about aliens. We're simply talking about yeah. aircraft that we don't know who they belong to. Right. Like aliens. <laughs> like I mean, aliens. I, you can't rule out aliens. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know, it could be unicorns. It could be. Or a pegasus. It could be. We just don't know. It could be a it's pegasus. A, Maybe a leprechaun. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a leprechaun riding on pegasus. <laughs> it could be. With a unicorn horn. With a unicorn horn. Yes. A leprechaun with a horn. That would be awesome. Anyway, a significant new step in creating a formal process to collect and analyze the unexplained sightings and destigmatize them. Mm-hmm. The previously unreported move is in response to a series of sightings of unknown, highly advanced aircraft intruding on Navy strike grounds and other sensitive military formations and facilities, the service says. So, oh, so they're coming to see what's up. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, they're checking us out. Uh-huh. Getting so, ready to attack. It sounds to me like surveillance. of Possibly. From somebody. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I, I would think, too. I don't know if it's aliens, but Yeah, I imagine you can whip up a drone nobody's seen pretty quickly. Right. Know? Well, we didn't know about the SR-71 Blackbird until, what, yeah, the 80s? Right. But we had it way before then. Yeah, so. thing, yeah, yeah. It's pretty impressive to look at. You know, really got one up in Huntsville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There have been a number of reports of unauthorized and or unidentified aircraft entering various military-controlled ranges and designated airspace in recent years, the Navy said in a statement in response to questions from Politico. For safety and security concerns, the Navy and the U.S. Air Force takes these reports very seriously and investigates each and every report. As part of this effort, it added the Navy is updating and formalizing the process by which reports of of any such suspected incursions can be made to the cognizant authorities. A new message to the fleet that will detail the steps for reporting is in the draft. To be clear, the Navy isn't endorsing the idea that its sailors have encountered alien spacecraft, but it is acknowledging that there have been enough strange aerial sightings by credible and highly trained military personnel that they need to be recorded in the official record and studied rather than dismissed as some kooky phenomena from the realm of science fiction. Okay. Well, they're pretty much admitting they're aliens. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. They don't want to get lumped in with, like, the crazy guy on the History Channel or whatever, but they're saying it's aliens. So. That dude has some amazing hair. You know he that? does. He does. I mean, <laughs> great hair. But, yeah, he's like the white Don King. This, uh, so, basically, I guess I'm just glad that um, they're trying to – Destigmatize this. The, sure. The article goes on and it talks more about it. It mentions the ATIP program that became declassified last year. and Or was it year before? I think it was December of 17, I Maybe. think. Anyway. I'm hoping this breaks the dam for like the U.S. Forest Service to release all the Bigfoot information <laughs> they got. You know? Yes. As we've been. Like this is just the first sheet right. to drop. Yeah. I mean, more people are more <laughs> likely to believe in aliens than Bigfoot. I don't know why it is, but. Well, because space is so much bigger than the forest. True. True. But <laughs> we have a lot of forests, forested land in America. Well, we do have a lot. And of around the world, land. too. You know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So um, that's what I'm just hoping this is going to be the. The uh, whatever, I don't know. I wish there was a cliche I could use right here Mm -hmm. that's going to open the dam. Open the floodgates. That's a cliche that will bring out all the Bigfoot info. What if Bigfoot's flying UFOs? That (laughs) is wild right there. Okay, one of the wildest theories I've ever heard is that Bigfoot is actually like an all-terrain vehicle that's like controlled (laughs) by like little bitty aliens. Oh, okay. It'd be cooler if it's raccoons. (laughs) It would be cooler, especially if it's rocket raccoon. (laughs) Yeah, true. But uh, like what's that little guy in Men in Black who was driving the man? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've heard people on the internet have said something. Not a lot. 
but right. I have heard that. Before. I've told you the theory about it being Adam, or not Adam, uh, Cain. Cain. Yes, right? yeah, yeah. That's a pretty wild one too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It is. I can't get on board with that one though. I just think he's a big monkey, by the way. Just <laughs> let me go on record. Have you ever heard of Luis Elizondo? Oh, of course. He's oh, a Luis. He's a former Pentagon official sure. who ran the so-called ATIP program. Yeah. He, he ran the office, and he says that he has complained after he retired from government service that the Pentagon's approach to these unidentified aircraft has been far too blasé. If you are in a busy airport and you see something, you are supposed to say something. With our own military members, it is kind of the opposite. If you see something, you don't say anything. He added that because these mysterious aircraft don't have a tail number or a flag, and in some cases not even a tail, it's crickets. What happens in five years if it turns out that these are extremely advanced Russian aircraft? Elizondo will be featured in an upcoming documentary series about the Pentagon UFO research that he oversaw. He said the six-part series will reveal more recent sightings by UAPs. That's, un- that's unidentified aerial phenomena. Yeah. That's what the British call UFOs. Yeah, right, yeah, because they're they're different like that. Yes. Uh, it says like that's uh, a uh, aluminum instead of aluminum. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then it also says here at the bottom, our Elizondo is involved with the To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences, which supports research into explaining the technological advances that these reported UAPs demonstrate. Now, have you ever heard of the To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences? No. It sounds like a talent agency. You know, it says it comes around to the mall and you like yes. go audition your kids for it and they get them a... A role in a Blue Cross Blue Shield commercial or something. This academy, well, you can buy stock in it. If, oh, okay. If you if you want to throw your money into a black pit Absolutely. somewhere, yeah. <laughs> this I, was started. Would be the worst thing I've thrown money into in my life. This was started by the famous Tom DeLonge. Okay, all right. I know this all, is his I know, academy. I didn't know that was the name of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's a big UFO dude, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. so it's, it's but it's interesting that, wasn't that he in like Tom Blink? DeLong has right. this uh, dude who ran this ATIP office like as part Helped of this board or whatever. Yeah, and didn't he? Uh, wasn't he in like what Blink One Eighty Two or Blink One Eighty Two? Yes. Yeah. Well, I go to Blink One Eighty Two for all <laughs> extraterrestrial matters. <laughs> yes. I lean on their expertise. So. <laughs> did you Did you ever hear him on Joe Rogan? When no, he was, he was talking about meeting with all these top military officials, and he was saying that there were scientists there, and there were physicists there, and there were pilots there. And Joe Rogan was like, and they had rock stars there. <laughs> and Joe Rogan was like, were you, all you guys on DMT? Have you ever tried DMT? You should do some DMT. Let's smoke some Deemsters right now, buddy. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, good for everybody. You know, yeah. to me, whether they're aliens or not, we need, we need to, to be, figure out what they are. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because like Mr. Elizondo said, what if yeah. they are super advanced Russian aircraft? Right. We need to. We need to, this is, you know, yeah, or China. Mankind has always been in a perpetual arms race. True. And we got to, yeah, we got to stay so, at the top. Yeah. We don't need to be not reporting things. Right. You know, hey, guys, just let us know what's out there and what you saw and maybe we can figure it out. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I'm all for it. Good for them. You know, maybe yeah, yeah. they will, they'll get something worked out and everyone will know about the aliens, which we've already known about <laughs> since, you know, for forever, but this whatever. Formalized process. I hope it's like a website yeah. where you can go just and just fill out a form. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> it's a great idea yeah. because there's going to be, once 4chan gets a hold of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Talk about disinformation. <laughs> they won't be able to learn anything. Well, let's talk about another flying object. All right. Um, this comes from NBCnews.com. And the headline reads, 
Parrot taken into custody by police in Brazil for trying to warn drug dealers of a raid. A parrot warned two alleged drug dealers in Brazil that police were coming and was taken into custody after it almost foiled the undercover drug raid, authorities said. When the green and white bird spotted officers Tuesday at its owner's Terracina home, it squawked, Mama, police, in Portuguese, (laughs) according to the local outlet, oliberal.com. Despite the bird's efforts to tip off the owners, a man and woman were arrested, the outlet reports. Drugs, including crack and marijuana, were found at the property, as well as large amounts of money. Of course. Yeah, which I figured... I mean, it's Brazil. You know, I know nothing about international laws, but I assume like once you cross the border outside of America, you know, or the United States, that everything's just legal. You can do whatever you want to. But that's why I don't travel internationally anymore. I'll end up in jail. Police did not name the parrot, which has reportedly continued to show its loyalty to its owners Uh and is refusing to sing like a canary. Uh, the Guardian reports a local journalist said the bird won't talk to officers and hasn't made a sound. <laughs> you know, again, this is Brazil. This isn't here in America. True. But if that bird was in America, he has the right to remain silent. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> you know, uh, authorities believe the parrot was trained to spot police cars. Well, imagine that. <laughs> uh, it's being kept at a zoo in Terracina, uh, oliberal.com reports. And I, it's not in this article, but I did see a tweet where they, uh, <laughs> a tweet. Yeah, 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 true. Where the uh, police officers down there said that they were uh, detaining the bird for questioning, and they were making a joke out of it. Right. Now, if the people had got away, they would not be making jokes about this bird. It may have gotten a you know <laughs> slug to the head or something. But uh, I was pretty inventive, you know, to have a parrot that can warn you of the cops coming. Again, I, I'm not a criminal, and yeah. I don't have a lot of criminal experience. But I imagine that maybe they have. At times, maybe use dogs to, to bark say, at people coming. Yeah. So. Normally, in my experience, pit bulls have been your <laughs> yes. your alert system. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, parrots a little more subtle, I would think. But yeah. you can't understand what it says. So if you're speaking Portuguese, which everybody in Brazil does, mm-hmm. I guess, or at least a large percentage of people, you're going to know that it's saying, hey, the police are here. So Right. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but it's pretty wild. I mean, you know, it's a good idea. Maybe. Maybe I'll try it one day. <laughs> Not for like police and selling drugs and stuff. When like your kids are coming. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Let me ask you a question, John. How many bathrooms are in your house? Uh, currently, two. I know I know you're fixing to move, yeah. but you're moving into a house with one, correct? <laughs> well, yes. Depending on which house we move into. You, okay. When we move in with my parents. There will be, there are two and a half baths. Oh, wow. And if we move into Ginger and John's house, which will probably be a dual residence for a while, Mm -hmm. uh, there's only one there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have, our next story is about a Florida man who stabbed his nephew for hogging the bathroom. Okay. Now, I don't know how many bathrooms were in this house, but if it was one. Yeah. (laughs) I would imagine (laughs) you only got one if you're stabbing somebody over it. Says here that authorities say a 72-year-old Florida man repeatedly stabbed his nephew because he was taking too long in the bathroom. Okay, I mean that's understandable. Volusia. You gotta go. You gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Volusia County Sheriff's deputies and Deland Police arrived Tuesday to find the 29-year-old victim with wounds in his stomach and his back. Oh, that's horrifying. 
Investigators said that the victim lives in his vehicle in his father's driveway and that his father allows him to use the bathroom. So I think there's more to the story going on here. Yeah. If the dad yeah. won't let him stay he has in to the live, house. He has to live in his car in his dad's <laughs> in driveway, driveway. And he's allowed to go in there and use the bathroom. But <laughs> then it's like, get back to your car. I don't love you enough to <laughs> let you live in the house with you, but I don't hate you enough to make you just go live somewhere else in your car. You can stay in the driveway. That's an interesting relationship right there. There is a story there that is not being told in this article, in my opinion. Anyway, according to a report, he was about to get in the shower when his uncle, Dan Johnson, started banging on the bathroom door, complaining that he'd been in there for too long. Okay. You you need to get back in your car. (laughs) You've been in the bathroom too long. Look, I have a rule. (laughs) that If I'm going to take a shower, I'm going to try to go. You know, before I go to the shower. Yeah. You know, the worst of the world is having to go after you get out of the shower, you mm-hmm. know? So maybe that's what he was doing. I don't know. I don't, maybe he was doing something else in there. I don't know. Anyway, the victim said he opened the door and was stabbed repeatedly with a knife. However, Johnson told investigators that the victim had taken a step towards him. Oh. Uh, so. Yeah. Probably <laughs> to shut the door. Like if you're naked or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. The Daytona Beach News Journal reports Johnson was charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon and is being held without bond. The victim is expected to survive. So I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad he's going to live. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully there was no serious damage done. But uh, this is a... I mean, someone needs to call Dr. Phil. Something is, is going wrong That's here. That's an interesting family <laughs> dynamic. It really is. And yeah, you know, like if I'm naked, ready to get in the shower, and you come busting in the door, I'm going to move towards you to shut the door. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, if it were like you or my uncle. You know, right. Yeah. It was like my wife. <laughs> uncle Johnson. I was like, hey, we're going to take a shower together or something? But <laughs> if it's like your uncle, yeah, you're moving out of the way or moving at least to shut the door. Wow. But that's why you always got to lock it. You know, always got to lock the bathroom door. I don't have the best relationship with my uncle, but I don't think he would ever stab me. No. Especially because I've been. Yeah. It's not his bathroom. It's his brother's bathroom. True. I mean, if you got to go, you got to go. If you've been (laughs) waiting for a while, you know. Well, you know, I I mean, if the guy, he was fixing to get in the shower. If there's one bathroom, maybe you just say, hey, get in the shower. But I'm still, I still got to go. Yeah, I got to go. Keep the curtain pulled. (laughs) Yeah. You're just simply going to have to deal you with just this. Have to deal with this. That's the situation <laughs> we're under. You can get in your car in the driveway and drive over to the, you know, wherever community shower pool or whatever community pool and take a shower. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't stab anybody though over it, but I'd be mad. I mean, there's some times we have six people living in our house right now where you're like, hey y'all, I'm, I'm, I need to go here. I need to go. So y'all need to hurry up in there. You got two girls fixing hair and everything else. It can get a little wild. I guess that's when you go to. Uh, that's when you go to McDonald's, <laughs> right? Well, this is a classic case of toxic masculinity. You know, yes, where men okay. just can't handle themselves and operate based off of rage, basically. And we got a story here about a lady who was going to combat that. She opened up a cafe and mm-hmm. it says uh, cafe that charged a man tax and gave women priority seating is going out of business. Huh. Imagine that. A lesbian-owned vegan coffee shop. All right, vegan coffee shop is enough to tell me it's not going to last that long. <laughs> you know? I mean, is coffee not vegan? 
I don't know. Is it not? I mean, I mean, if you, I guess if you put they're probably creamer, like you know uh, vegan like snacks you can eat with it. Okay, I've never been to a coffee shop and in my life. no no dairy creamer, only non dairy right. creamer. Take that back. I've been to one coffee shop in my entire life. Never. I'm not a coffee shop guy. I would be so out of place in a coffee shop. You know, I feel so weird. Everybody in there on their MacBooks doing whatever, you know. And I'm sitting there like some dope trying to drink a coffee. I don't get it. I don't get it. But maybe it's just because I'm just old. But anyways, um, it's in Brunswick, Australia, and it made international headlines in 2017 for char- charging a voluntary 18% man tax. It's going to close its doors for good on Sunday. A voluntary Sunday. tax. A voluntary tax. <laughs> so basically, we're not going to make you pay this tax for being a man, but you should be ashamed of yourself enough that you just pay it, pay it of anyways. your own volition. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Handsome Her, which is the name of it, uh, which opened as a space for women by women, received backlash for what critics called reverse sexism. I don't know about all, if it's reverse sexism. I think it was probably a dumb business plan. <laughs> um, the cafe asked male patrons upon checkout if they wanted to pay an optional surcharge meant to represent the gender pay gap and offered female patrons priority seating. While the business did not confirm or deny rumors of bankruptcy, co-owner Alexandria O'Brien said the Handsome Her team will continue to pursue its mission to drive change with hands-on work across Australia. O'Brien said allegations of sexism only proved how fragile masculinity is and confirmed the need to confront and dismantle patriarchy. There's a lot of fragile, (laughs) I don't know if you know, there's a lot of fragile masculinity talk because guys get all offended because Gillette makes a commercial or whatever about that basically just says, hey, be a good guy. Uh And then everybody goes off on a rant. There's like some dude posting a video on Facebook where he's ranting in his car. I can't remember that guy's name, but everybody knows who he is. He's always ranting in his car about stuff. You know, like if you're a man, why would a commercial make you upset? I'll just say that. So I think there are there is a little bit to the fragile masculinity thing. In a Facebook post titled A Handsome Farewell, O'Brien said the cafe opened to carve out a swath of space to prioritize women and women's issues, but instead became a punching bag while gentlemen's social clubs live on and strong around Melbourne and the world over. <laughs> I got some news for you. I know why those stay open. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a gentleman's club, you know, it's pretty simple. It's because there are women who are willing to go there and be employed. <laughs> yeah, and make a ton of money. I mean, if you want to talk about, like, there is no pay gap at the, uh, at the strip club. You yeah, know, men can make every bit as much money dancing in those clubs as a woman. <laughs> well, I say those women are raking it in, by the way. Yeah. By the way, they're, they're raking it in. Handsome Her conducted business for the last time on April 14th, but will hold a final day of storytelling, dancing, singing, eating, and drinking. That sounds like a riot on Sunday. <laughs> the celebration will include a pay-as-you-feel scheme, and all proceeds will be donated to uh, a N- Nepali organization. I can't pronounce it, but it's from Nepal. Gotcha. Dedicated to helping the victims of sex trafficking in Nepal. Uh, is, it which, not, is it Nepalese? <laughs> Nepalese? Not, is, is it that? I don't know. Nepalese. That's just off the top of my head. <laughs> but... uh 
Anyways, so I mean that's good. That's that's combat stra- sex trafficking. All for that too. Yeah. I just think it's a very look as someone who has ran a business in the ground. <laughs> you know how to a do restaurant it. into the ground before. I know how to do it. And a good thing to not do is alienate any of your customers. Right. You know. It sounds like they really want to be like a nonprofit, but if you're going into business as a business, you're going to have to make a profit. Or you're not going to keep the doors open. Yeah, absolutely. Case in point. Because rent is due, you know, bills are due, payrolls due, all that good stuff. So Unless your landlord is a not-for-profit landlord, which I don't think exists. No, I haven't met one yet. You're going to need to make something. They're very much for profit. (laughs) Yes. I mean, they make no bones about it, you know. Uh, But what would you do? Say you go to a coffee shop. You seem like a coffee shop guy, and you walk up there and you get your like venti grand, whatever. Now I always say large. You do. I've had them try to correct me before, and I'm like, I'm in America. This is large, okay. (laughs) That's your fragile masculinity. <laughs> no, that's my fragile uh, patriotism <laughs> right there. But, uh, yeah, you're like, hey, look, we, we we already threw away the metric system. I'm like, look, I'm not <laughs> like, going to tell your boss, okay? You can call it a large. It's, me, it's large. just me and you. Between me and you. Come on. I, I don't know Say what that it. other word even means. It's a large. <laughs> but then they ask, oh, well, sir, Mr. Sullivan, would you like to pay an extra 18% tax for to – Help the gender pay gap and help bring equality. My women. question would be, well, do you not pay your female employees as much as you pay your male employees here <laughs> well, in this of establishment? Course, of course we do. We're just talking overall <laughs> we can help combat this. And we're going to donate this money to the sex trafficking you know, organization. I would, I would, I would, I would, well, hmm, that's a good question. I don't know if they would throw that sex trafficking in, <laughs> but as a salesman, I would just to get it out of you. I know? was about to say, I would, because I would donate you money. Because then you're pro-sex trafficking. I would donate money to help end sex trafficking, right. but I don't know if I would donate money if if they're just like, well, you know what, you're a man yeah. and men make more money, so you should pay more yeah. for your coffee. Because where's that money going? I you know, I mean, I don't know. I would my response would be like, uh, I'm I'm broke, y'all. Like, <laughs> hey, I know, I know there may be a pay gap and all that, but I'm broke. Like, I don't have no money. Mm-hmm. You know, the Here's my bank account. I'll pull it up. And be like, hey, check this out. You need to give me eighteen percent extra because I'm broke. You know, right? But uh, you know, I have a standard no add-ons at the register. Doesn't matter what it is. They'd be like, Mister, you know, like here at Taco Bell. Do you care to donate to help starving kids? Mm-hmm. You know, in Latin America. I'm like, nope, I don't. <laughs> nope, I don't feel guilty about it anymore. Well, I tell you what, when they're asking you to put another dollar. Yeah. You know, that they're donating that money, but also they're getting all, a write off. Whoever it is is writing yeah. that off on their taxes. Right. And I want to write that off on my taxes. I don't even care about that. It's just like, man, quit quit trying to guilt me into doing stuff. Okay. <laughs> quit virtue signaling. I like I give a lot of money anyways just because I'm I don't care about money, you know, like it's not even important <laughs> to me. That's why I don't have any and why I can't <laughs> keep a business running, you know. Can I have some money? Oh yeah, if I had it, I, I think I got a dollar in my wallet right now. But uh, that'll do. I mean, yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I mean, I take the little, like the verse from the Bible, you know, like money's the root of all evil, like uh, a little too seriously, I guess. <laughs> yes. I'm just trying to not have any at all. <laughs> but I don't, I mean, it's it's not important to me. I'm just looking to cover my basic needs in life and everything else. I'll give away. I don't care. But don't be, don't try. be hit me up at the Walgreens while I'm trying to buy uh, some chapstick for my kid or something for, yeah. you know, get off my back. All right. Let me choose when to do it. 
I don't know. I'm weird that way. I'm, a, I'm like a, an enigma wrapped in a mystery shrouded in a dichotomy of bad ideas and horrible intentions. And that right. whole little word vomit doesn't even mean anything if you actually analyze it. So congrats to our listeners. <laughs> this is why y'all tune in every week. Do you like knitting? I love knitting. Absolutely love knitting. Number one fan. By the way, my 13-year-old son, yeah. when he was like 11, taught himself how to knit. <laughs> he yeah. taught himself how to knit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Taught himself how to knit with needles and everything. You know, as extreme as knitting is, do you know how we could make it even better? Um, we could. Nude? Naked knitting? Naked, <laughs> naked knitting? Okay. Yeah. That's one idea. Okay. Yeah. But in Finland, they're adding heavy metal to the mix. All right. World Heavy Metal Knitting Championship to launch in Finland. Excellent. This, to me, sounds like a great idea. Yeah. I don't know why we don't already have this in America. No, I don't either. That sounds awesome. The first Heavy Metal World Knitting Championships has been announced, and they will take place in Joensuu, Finland, on July 11th. Okay. Finland is the promised land of heavy metal music, say the organizers. Get this. There are 50 heavy metal bands per 100,000 Finnish citizens, wow. which is astonishingly many and actually more than anywhere else in the whole world. Yeah, I can imagine so. If I could speak Finnish, that's where I'd want to be. <laughs> Maybe you could go over as like a one trick, you know, like you're the American authentic metal guy or whatever, <laughs> which I guess metal kind of started in Britain, you know. With yeah, I don't know. Black I, Sabbath and... You know, maybe even throw Deep Purple in there. Yeah. I wouldn't consider Zeppelin a metal band, but yeah. Says that the number of needlework enthusiasts is equally high okay. So they like their knitting as much as they like it's their heavy cold metal. cold in the winter. It's many times I hole up in the garage and bang out some metal songs <laughs> and knit a few sweaters. As according to even the most modest estimates, there are hundreds of thousands of people in Finland who are immersed in various kinds of needlework crafts, knitting included. Okay. Uh, what combines them both is the great joy of creativity when playing guitar as well as knitting stitches. It is all about the pleasure of creating something cool with your hands, and it's all about the attitude. To enter the competition, knitters must download the song Fight or Die by a thrash metal band, Maniac Abductor. <laughs> <laughs> what a great name, Maniac Abductor. <laughs> and then upload a one-minute video clip of themselves knitting along to the music with YouTube. Well, Maniac Abductor has figured them out something right here. <laughs> yes. They're going to be getting some plays. April Fool's is over, so this is happening, proclaims the band. Our hometown will host the World Championships of Heavy Metal Knitting, and our song, Fight or Die, is the official track of the competition. Excellent. In heavy metal knitting, needlework and music become united like never before, say the organizers, on the same stage accompanied by a million-dollar guitar solo with hair flowing in the air. There's heavy metal music and knitting shaking hands. Knitting to the rhythm of heavy metal music can be compared to playing air guitar, which is a finished way of goofing around as well. In heavy metal knitting, the knitter becomes part of the band, showing their best needlework tricks as the heavy riffs echo in the background. Ooh. The knitter takes part in the jam while their balls of yarn and knitting needles swish through the air. For more information about the World Heavy Metal Knitting Championship, visit the official website. I'm on board. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm on board. <laughs> Which, I can't wait for the like Southern Baptist version of like Cross Stitch to Hillsong United or something to come. <laughs> yeah. as this, you know, anything the world does cool, we like to come up with our own thing. 
Heavy metal knitting is interesting. Yeah. But they whoever wrote that did an excellent job of making me get excited about it. They really did. Let's see. I would probably watch like one video and then I'd be like, ah, that's okay. All right. That's good. You know, <laughs> that's enough for me. Let's see if we can hear any of this. You can see here. <laughs> Okay. You, you're <laughs> okay, the commercial has an old lady knitting in a chair when a heavy metal band walks through the door and points to her and tells her she rocks. And now they're playing metal in her living room. And the guy's like twirling around a knit scar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got to apply. Yeah, by sharing the video, right? Did we just apply? Maybe so. <laughs> what if we became the official podcast for the World Heavy Metal Knitting Competition? That would be amazing. I can't pay for a plane ticket to Finland. No, but I will go if they will buy me one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> if they pay for us to come over yes. and a uh, hotel, food, room and board, everything You know what? Else. I'll crash on somebody's couch. Ooh. You know? I'm, I don't know. I, I'd be a roadie. I'd do it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I'm, I'm not my Finnish, you know, friends. I just don't know, man. You just, what, you don't trust Finnish people? No, not that. <laughs> not that. That's a strange, I don't know a lot about Finland, you know? Yeah. I would be much more likely to crash on a Canadian's couch, <laughs> you know, just because I'm oh, more come familiar. come John, anybody will crash on a Canadian's couch. Yeah, they'll let anybody, Live too. a little. Yeah. I don't know, man. Little, live a little. Crash on a Finnish couch. you got to catch me on a yes day for me to say yes to that. I need a hotel, like a Motel 6 okay. know, or something. It ain't going to be anything fancy. Just somewhere to lay my head that I know you won't stab me in some death metal knitting <laughs> cult thing you got going on, you know? Okay, to... All our finished bands, I will come and crash on the couch. John here is going to need a hotel room. That's right. I'll need a hotel room. That's it. And, and, and plane tickets. Plane tickets and food. I'm going to get some food thrown in. Yeah, man. well, come on. You want to give us food. What do they eat in Finland? I don't know. I don't either. Fish. I, I don't Probably. Know. Everybody eats fish. I, I'm down with fish. They got to have a Captain D's there, I'm sure. So I'll go in and get, a, <laughs> get two fish strips. Seems like I heard something about it. there's some kind of dish. It's uh, it's some kind of like poison riding shark or something that okay. they carve up and serve. I'd try that. <laughs> I'm down to try food. Yeah. I'll try food. Just uh, sleeping on a stranger's couch sometimes. I've had some bad experiences with that. So. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Really weird. Okay, yeah, in Kansas City, by the way. So everybody, not in Finland, not in Finland, <laughs> Kansas City. So, yeah. Well, what you got? Okay, so let me pull up my stories here. Let's go here with everybody. Everybody loves their job, not really, of course. But <laughs> yes. I love my job. All my coworkers listening, I absolutely do love my job. I'm not even joking. I like it. It's a lot of fun. I tolerate my job. Yeah. The good thing about my job is I'm pretty much self-directed for the most part. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a, 
I, nobody's looking over my shoulder all the time and I can, I can do my own thing. I don't really set my schedule, but you know, if I don't have a specific place I'm working at, I can travel to different locations. That keeps right. it pretty fun. Well, Amazon here and our friend Jeff Bezos or Bezos. How do you say his name? Bezos? Uh, well, Alex Jones says Bezos, but okay. I think it's Bezos. I'll say Bezos. Me and I'm, <laughs> I'm with Alex on this one. Uh, Amazon's warehouse worker tracking system can automatically fire people without a human supervisor's involvement. So robots are firing. I was about to say, you can get fired by a robot if you work for Amazon. Yes. Wow. Yes. Amazon's demanding culture of worker productivity has been revealed in multiple investigations, but a new report indicates that the company doesn't just track worker productivity at its warehouses. It also has a system that can automatically fire them. Huh. Amazon has fired more than 300 workers citing productivity at a single facility in Baltimore in a single year, and that was... August 2017 through September 2018. The Verge cited a letter by an Amazon attorney as part of a case with the National Labor Relations Board. An Amazon spokesman confirmed to the Business Insider approximately 300 employees turned over in Baltimore related to productivity in this time frame. And in general, the number of employee terminations have decreased over the last two years at this facility, as well as across North America. Everybody's already learned. The robots ain't playing around. You better get to work. Amazon's system tracks a metric called time off task, meaning how much time workers pause or take breaks. It has been previously reported that some workers feel so pressured that they don't take bathroom breaks. Oh, that's, that's not that's not good. Yeah, no, I'd pee right there in the floor. You know, <laughs> what y'all gonna do to me, robots? Let's get a robot to clean this up here. (laughs) If the system determines the employee is failing to meet production targets, it can automatically issue warnings and terminate them without a supervisor's intervention, although Amazon said that a human supervisor can override the system. The company also said it provides training to those who don't meet their production goals. Hmm. While all employees in every job know that they could be fired if they fail to meet their performance objectives, Few of us are managed by an automated system tracking our every movement that has full authority to make those decisions. And, of course, people are not robots. No. In case you didn't know. (laughs) They are not. People have highly productive days and less productive days. The true benefit of a human workforce isn't to use people like cogs in a production wheel, but to employ humans who are creative can solve problems and learn and grow if they are giving breathing, given breathing room to contribute. Nevertheless, Amazon's mechanisms for extracting productivity are pervasive in many areas of its operations. For instance, drivers delivering Amazon packages have reported feeling so pressured that they speed through neighborhoods, blow by stop signs, and pee in bottles in the trucks or outside. Dear goodness. That's rough right there. <laughs> But I thought like USPS and and UPS and FedEx probably deliver. Every time stuff. I've gotten Amazon packages, is you know from the yeah like you said post the postman yeah the, heck the yeah amazing postman by the way <laughs> yeah the excellent postman yeah so I don't know uh, and Amazon and as Amazon's business continues to grow, the company needs to deliver ever more packages as fast as possible, and that isn't going away anytime soon. So. 
I was, I was about to say, it's pretty much, it's it's just about stamped out retail. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's working hard on it. it As is. someone who's currently in retail, they're trying their best, which if you buy your furniture online, like if you buy a couch online. And you can't sit on it Without online. sitting on it, yeah, you you're you get what you pay for. You know? <laughs> just going to say that. But anyways, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know what's up with people. You know, everybody at some point in time at their job probably is like, Man, just let me collect my thoughts and my breath for a few seconds, and then I'm going to get back on doing what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. you got, like, Big Brother watching you or whatever. I imagine that episode of The Office where Dwight said that he never took any personal time. Yeah. And so Jim was there with a stopwatch every time he would yawn. Right. Or just look away for a second. That's exactly or make a personal right. call. He was over there timing yeah. him. Yeah. That's true. Is, is that what this That's how I That's imagine. what this robot is doing at, at Amazon to that's every single work, working individual? I mean, it's just uh what do you do, you know? Like first of all, having to come home to your wife and go, <laughs> "Hey, I, hey honey, I've lost my job today." And she's like, "Why?" I was like, "I, I don't really know the robot told me I couldn't work there anymore." <laughs> do you just get like a little uh, ding on your cell phone? Yeah, it's like you've so. been fired by Amazon. <laughs> you've been fired. Clear out your locker. <laughs> you have 30 minutes to get off the premises. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's pretty wild. Though. You're done. Yeah. Leave the premises. I mean, everyone and I'm kind of tongue in cheek when I talk about how robots are taking over but I mean, this they really is, are this is pretty bad right here <laughs> like we need to find this robot and kill it everybody hates their <laughs> boss you know like, like people hate their boss not everybody because i don't hate my boss happen to really like my boss i don't know if he listens in case he does but i really like you uh-huh. uh both of them david and shane but if you hate your you know people don't like their boss but if you got a robot boss i bet you really hate the robot <laughs> boss you know yeah. like you can find a redeeming quality of most boss you're like oh well at least he's got a family he takes care of and all that and he's got hobbies he's enjoying but the robot boss is just there to ride you and keep <laughs> you working 100% of the time no emotion and it doesn't understand that you need a bathroom break yeah. cuz cuz it's not biological yeah. yeah robots don't go to the bathroom at least the ones I've been around. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's wild, though. I don't know what I would do. You know. I don't know. I'm glad that I don't work in a job yeah. such as that. Maybe my job's not so bad. I've only been fired <laughs> from one job in my entire life. And, and that was Sunday school teacher. Well, oh, well, that wasn't a job. <laughs> okay, that was a calling. <laughs> yes, I, I did get fired as a Sunday school teacher. I did. I did. That's 100% true. They claim it wasn't a firing, but it sure felt like a firing. All right. But no, it was from making snow cones when I was like 15. So I got fired from that. I still got a, still got a little regret. I thought my dad was going to kill me. Oh, really? Yeah, he was not. Because the one thing the Longs are known for is our work ethic. Right. You know, we're, we're not Longs afraid. Longs do not get fired. Yeah, right. We show up on time. We work hard. We mm-hmm. do what we have to do. And then we go home. And we're going to go the extra mile. That's what you get when you hire a Long, you know? <laughs> but shout out to my son, Thomas, who helped me move furniture for two straight days yeah. and did an excellent job. Worked just as hard as I did all day long. He's 13 <laughs> years old. He did really great with no promise of reward or anything. So that's what you get when you hire along. And I got fired because I was 15. I was stupid and, you know, I was doing stupid stuff at work. And What'd boring. you do? <laughs> 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 All right. So the guy who owned the smoothie, the purple parachute, he used to be the youth minister at First Baptist in Fayette. Okay. And I would go on Wednesday nights to First Baptist youth group. And then we had scouts afterwards. And me and all my friends would walk from First Baptist over to the scout room. Mm-hmm. 
so that's how I met him, and he hired me, and he really liked me because I'm a charming guy. If I say so myself. <laughs> Who doesn't like John Long? And I wore this tie-dyed hat all the time. Wore it like crazy, and it was a Grateful Dead hat. I always loved the Grateful Dead. Well, he re- finally realized what it was. He thought it was like a he, he would call it my jelly bean hat, which is weird. <laughs> I don't know. But I never really thought anything about it. And then when he found out he was a Grateful Dead, I had to get the lecture about how they were satanic or whatever, you know, <laughs> which they're not. I they're really just kind of a folk band. Yeah, well, and I could have definitely gotten a lecture about, well, there's a lot more musically talented people in the world than the Grateful Dead who make, you know, music. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so I was already working for him when that happened. So that started him not liking me because oh. I refused to not wear it anymore, you uh-huh. know. Because he was like, I don't want you wearing a church. You know, I'm like, yeah, well, you no, know, I'll wear it. <laughs> and then one day I was working and a friend of mine was working with me. And the, at the smoothie shop, they have pour spouts on the bottles. You know, this is like a bartender. I'm familiar. You know? Yes. This is not long after that Tom Cruise movie came out where he was a bartender and they're like flipping bottles around and stuff. Uh-oh. So me and my friend are like, you know, <laughs> impressing all the teenagers, like flipping the pina colada sauce around, like pouring up snow cones and putting on a show. Like people are clapping. <laughs> you're, had, you're, you're drumming up business. Everyone's yeah, loving this. We had syrup all over that little <laughs> building. It was, in, it was like on the roof, like on the counter, on the floor. You got to like walk. Your shoes are like stuck on everything. <laughs> No big deal. We're going to clean it all up for closing time, of course. Well, right. he happens the one night he happens to come by. Oh no! To to get the deposit money or whatever was that night, and he walks in and he sees all the mess, and Uh-oh. he doesn't fire my friend. He fires me because it was your fault. It was my fault. Because the kid with the devil hat right. on. Yeah, because I was a devil worshiping <laughs> Grateful Dead listener. <laughs> yeah. So the Grateful Dead really got me fired for my first ever job. Yeah. You were a bad influence on that kid. Yeah, not really. I mean, he was, we were both, I mean, he wasn't like a deadhead or anything. And Here's he my question. Did you tell him, okay, before you get mad, I want you to go around the front and order a snow cone. <laughs> and just watch. And just watch. Just watch us work, buddy. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was just like, I was really mad, you know, because I knew that I was going to get in trouble. Yeah. You know, I wasn't mad that I lost a job because I could go do whatever. I could find a job. You're just mad else. that your dad's going to get to get you now. Yeah, because like maybe two weeks before, I had a key to the place and I had to go open it up and I couldn't find my key anywhere. And my dad and I searched the house and my dad was like, this is unacceptable. You know, like, <laughs> can't do this. And it was inside of my coat pocket that I worn to church that day. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it was that day. Yeah. But uh, anyways, I can't imagine he was open on Sunday. Oh, wow. I should have brought that up when he fired me. <laughs> You're and, not a true Sabbatarian. That's right. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but anyways, my dad had checked inside of it too. And like we rechecked it later on and it was in there, you know. Uh-huh. So that kind of like quelled my dad, but it was still like, you know, these people are dependent on you and trust you, and which I completely understand as a grown man <laughs> who's had a business and had employees. But and then like that happened and, and my dad was really mad at me. I mean, I don't think he was like, you know, he didn't like beat me or anything. It was just more like, ah, you know, you've really tarnished the long name. Yeah. Yeah. You've disappointed. Me, you're the first you know? long to get fired. No, probably not Every, the first. Like generations no. of longs. You're the only uh, one to get fired. Definitely not the first long to probably <laughs> be fired, but I was the first of his sons to be fired. <laughs> right. You know, 
And um, just one of the many times I've probably disappointed my father in my life. And But, you know. You should have been like, but, Dad, you got to see this show that we do. <laughs> yeah, right. It was Tom Cruise, man. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, you know, you're like a 15, 16-year-old kid. You do stupid stuff. And yeah. I'm sure my dad realized that. But he was trying to teach me a bigger lesson is that. You and know, it was really about the hat. For, to me, it was more than anything. It was <laughs> the crazy thing about the guy. His name was Alan. I can't remember his last name. Is later on, like years after Dieter and I got married, uh, there was a bride that like ran away. She was in Georgia, and she like ran away. Everybody thought she'd been kidnapped. They didn't, like find her in out west. He was like on CNN because he was the pastor that was going to marry her and her and her husband, and she just yeah. dipped out, you know. And so I'm like sitting on my couch one day in my tie-dye grateful dead hat. <laughs> still, still wearing it. Still on the hat, but I don't only break it out for special occasions now. Uh, and, uh, and uh, yeah, and he's like on the news talking about this. And I'm like, oh my goodness, it's Alan, you know? <laughs> so I went through the whole story with Deidre about how I got fired and everything. And she was, I think she may have came by and gotten a snow cone that day. Oh. May have planted a little seed. She's like that old John Locke's pretty cool in his tie dyed hat, flipping the <laughs> flipping uh, flipping the grape around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lee. but anyway, sorry, Dad, that I got fired. That's the only job I ever been fired at. I made sure never to get fired ever again because I don't want to disappoint my parents. You right. know, I mean, I've definitely let my parents down many times, but my parents are good people. I always knew they were good people. And I especially gave my dad such a hard time when I was a teenager because it's uh-huh. like a dramatic, like melodramatic, stupid teenager. And so, you know, I didn't want to hurt his feelings anymore than I already had. So yeah. I made sure I learned how to work after that. Well, our, ne- our next story is about a son who let his mom down, too. Okay. <laughs> mom punches seven-year-old son because he was a bad lookout for a shoplifting granny. There you go. <laughs> a Phoenix woman is facing charges after punching her seven-year-old son. Officer saw 27-year-old Rebecca Gonzalez walk into the parking lot of the Walmart Supercenter at 75th Avenue and Lower Buckeye Road Friday evening. Police say that she spanked the little boy, then slapped and then punched him in the face. Oh, goodness. That's uncalled for. Yeah. I'm glad the cops were there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Open up my drink here for everybody home. <laughs> Cracking open a cold one. According to the child, he was hit because he didn't watch out for his grandma good enough. Mm-hmm. The arresting officers wrote in their probable cause for arrest statement, Gonzalez was booked on suspicion of, of aggravated assault. A judge set a secured appearance bond of $2,500. If she posts bond, she is not allowed to have any contact with her son. Gonzalez is due back in court for a preliminary hearing on April 30th. Hmm. I'm glad that police intervened yeah. here because First I, understand, all, yeah. I understand it's aggravating that your kid yeah. can't stop you from getting caught shoplifting in a Walmart. Right. But there's no cause for spanking a kid is one thing, but when you're slapping and hitting in the face, that's abuse. Yeah. Well, I'm not an anti-spanking guy, mm-hmm. you know. I realize that sometimes it's necessary, but the point was made to me one time, and it really resonated, that if you have to hit someone to get your point across, then you probably suck at getting your point across. Absolutely. But beyond all that is you shouldn't have your seven-year-old kid <laughs> helping you participate in crime. You know? Yes. Like, uh, 
Yeah, that's just not normal. You shouldn't do that. You know, if I could just sit this lady down, her and grandma, <laughs> and go, look, guys, y'all are like putting this kid behind the eight ball to begin with and teaching him a life of crime. Don't you want him to have a better life than you <laughs> yes. do? You know, at least try to raise don't him. Don't you to- want him to grow up and have like money, enough money that he don't have to steal? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so let's, let's not start him down that path at seven years old. <laughs> Let him do like me and just find it naturally as he's later <laughs> on in life, you know? But yeah, you know, you definitely shouldn't slap and punch your kid and stuff. I mean, but if you got your kid looking out for your grandma while she's robbing or whatever, then I I question your parenting (laughs) acumen, you know. I question your criminal acumen. You should have a better lookout. You need to get a 13-year-old. You're like 10. You know, they get the double digits. You can work a little more with them. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's been a few times where I've been like, look, let me know if your mom was coming. You know, because I'm, I'm about to double fist these Swiss cake rolls real quick. Just let me know if your mom was coming. You know, and that's worked out pretty good so far. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll stand at the pantry and just shove them in my face so she won't know I've eaten so many. I will say this. If you ever, ever need me to be a lookout for anything, yeah. you need to take my cell phone. Because the <laughs> minute... The minute I'm on lookout, my eyes are going straight down to that smartphone. <laughs> Let me check Twitter. <laughs> and and my son is the same way. My wife, I assume everybody's like that now. Not me. Like, <laughs> look, if you're asking me to help you, if I need to aid in a bet, I will. I can do it. Okay. You know, I'm your man. All right, I can do it. I don't want to do it, but I would help close friends commit crimes. Yeah. Somebody would come and be like, why didn't you tell us the cops were coming? I'd be like, because I got 43 likes on my Instagram <laughs> That's post. Right. That's right. You know, I'm, I'm trending right now. I, you only, know? I posted this 30 minutes ago. It's already yeah. got like 43 likes. Which, by the way, I, I kind of let Instagram down this week. <laughs> I didn't get a lot of content up. It's okay. You've been busy. It's been crazy this week. You know, I ain't even getting into how all this week was, but... It's been super crazy. And let's just move on to our Instagram story of the day. Okay. Speaking of Um, Instagram. Yes. An Instagram model gets a doctor to prove her bum is real to silence critics. (laughs) So. Well, I would just like to say for everyone listening, my policy on that is if you can touch it, it's real. It's real. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, no, I'm not, I don't. I'm not into that. I'm not on that camp. All right. I'm all natural. You know. Yeah. Everything on me is all natural. I want everything on you to be all natural. You know. An Instagram model refused to turn the other cheek to her critics and nice. called in a plastic surgeon to prove her butt is real. It says bomb because this is from the sun, you know. But <laughs> right. I'm just gonna say butt. I don't, I don't bomb to me is like someone who's homeless. Daisy Keach, 19, shared a clip of herself standing in her underwear while being analyzed by a doctor who happily confirmed that everything was peachy. And by the way, there's a whole video of this too. If anybody wants <laughs> for research purposes wants to check this out, sounds to me like she's being a little cheeky here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to scroll by the like 50 pictures over they have in the story. <laughs> All right, the young influencer wanted her 888,000 followers to know she hadn't artificially enhanced her body. She wrote, Thank you to the world renowned expert, Dr. Gavami, for helping me show my followers that my booty is real and being the first certified real booty. In a video posted on her account, Beverly Hills-based doctor Askin 
Gavambi described how he knew Daisy hadn't had surgery. He said, I have a natural young athletic female who was genetically with a genetically blessed body pointing to her bottom. Okay. It sounds to me like he didn't answer the question. Well, I'm saying from her pictures, I think everything he stated so far is accurate. <laughs> uh, he went on to say, a lot of people are hating on you saying your butt's not real on IG. I'm going to certify it is a buttocks that is real. <laughs> he had to say buttocks because he's a doctor, <laughs> yeah. I guess. He's uh, putting his seal of approval on yeah. that butt. Uh, he he first explains that Daisy's shapeliness can be accounted for by her youth and the fact that she hasn't had children. Now, I didn't know women's bodies changed after they had children. <laughs> My wife's just as like it was the day she was born. Not the day she was born. <laughs> that's weird. That's weird. Should have said you got poor married. choice of words. The day I got married. Yeah. Uh, I don't see any skin changes that means she's had anything artificially injected. Her buttocks has a lot of firmness to it, and it has good volume. <laughs> but you know what? My buddy's got good volume, too. <laughs> I'll rattle a gym bleacher in a heartbeat. Uh, I don't see any little incisions that point to a fat transfer. And he carries on. She has a 19-year-old tight, tight skin, <laughs> and she does hip thrusts. She eats a really well-rounded diet, and she does mostly bulk muscle training. And summing up, he says, so all of that, her youth, and all of this points to the fact that this is a real buttocks. Uh, it's certified Gahavami. I can't say it. I think I've said it four different ways. Gahavami real. Uh, according to the data for the American Society of Plastic Surgeons, there was a 256% spike in butt lift operations between 2000 and 2018 in the United States. Last year in the U.S., 4,824 people had cosmetic butt surgery compared with just 1,356 in 2000. So, um, oh, girl. Um, not bad looking, you know, <laughs> definitely not bad looking. If I were to see her, I would never go. I, my first thought wouldn't be your butt's fake, <laughs> you know, but I'm not like a butt guy. My first know? thought would have been like, well, that doctor did a great job. Absolutely. How do I get in his line of work? Like, I don't want it to go to medical school, but I could certify butts, you know? Yeah, I feel like I could, that's something I could excel at, you know? Yeah. I have a natural talent for it. Years of experience. I, in high school, I was in the FFA. I judged dairy cows. <laughs> that's right. It's got to be similar. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know you were an FFA. I was. Cool. Did you get a jacket? I did not. Uh, the jackets were the coolest thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was only in it for one year. And I'm not a farmer changed. either. So oh, yeah? Maybe I, I feel a little bad because it's future farmers of America. That's and right. I was you not, didn't make it. I was not a you future let them farmer. Down. You let them down. Yeah, I was in one year, and then my schedule changed. I had to take, like, other classes and French or something. Yeah. I couldn't go to ag class anymore, which really was no fun because ag class is fun. Yeah. That has was. nothing to do with 19-year-old butts on Instagram. <laughs> um, but I have to say, ma'am, I, I feel like you have an authentic butt. Um, <laughs> I was I mean, skeptical, not, but since yeah. you had this doctor that I've never heard of before right. or looked at any of his credentials, come right. on and yeah. tell me it's real. 
Well, if you're in again, the, I have a very loose policy on butts. I mean, if you can see it and touch it, then it's real. That's my policy. If you're in the butt game, you know who this guy is. <laughs> you know, but I think you and I are not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How funny if on our Instagram page I started taking just like getting a bikini <laughs> and taking pictures like all of hers, you know, like this. Which, by the way, I don't I don't follow Instagram models, you know, because I'm a married man and I'm afraid right. of my wife. But uh, all of them take like they have like the same couple of different pictures, and in like ninety percent of their pictures, they're like twirling their hair with one hand. So yeah. it's just something I've noticed over the years that. I don't know. Let's stop that trend, by the way. I don't understand why so many women on Instagram, like, I'll, you know, they immediately want to send me messages and talk yeah. to me, you yeah. know. I don't I don't have that problem. <laughs> I get a lot of weird friend requests on Facebook from, like, single women in their 20s who are outstandingly beautiful. You've never had single women in your 20s say, oh, your your photographs are, are so no. amazing. You should sign up for this this. Uh, <laughs> Come class, see my, this online class. Come see my pictures on this website. <laughs> it doesn't happen on the Earth Oddity page. I don't know what's up with that. It's not here. Spoiler alert: It's not real. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> these aren't that's real like people. like the girls on Facebook. Yeah, I showed a dude. I'm like, look, this person wants to be my friend, and she's like, that's not a real person. <laughs> I was about to say, I'll get a message, and it'll be like, hey, cutie, what are you doing? And I'm like, you obviously did not look yeah. at my pictures on Instagram. Yeah. Have you scrolled through my pictures? <laughs> you didn't look at. Dude. Picture number one. Yeah, I don't know. You know, uh, I did put up a picture on Facebook this week, which anybody can find. If you listen to the show, find me on Facebook. I'll be your Facebook friend. I don't care. I kind of consider myself entertaining on Facebook. <laughs> but I put up a picture. It was taken on Easter, 10 years apart, you know? Uh-huh. Every comment under it was like, Deidre hasn't aged at all. Deidre hasn't aged at all. <laughs> Deidre, how do you keep looking so young? Deidre, you're so beautiful. Deidre, you're so beautiful, you know? And I'm like, hey, uh. What about me, guys? <laughs> well, now, I will say that I didn't comment that, but yeah. the reason I didn't say that is because 50 people had right. already said I it. Know. And Which I is true. Think, I, I didn't think I needed to be number yeah. 51. It's true. You know, my wife will tell, like, the people she works with how old she is. They're always, like, shocked. And she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, they all think it's crazy. I'm like, yeah, you don't look like an old lady who has three <laughs> kids. You know, I'm sorry. You look good. You know, I hate yeah. it. But, I, I mean, just all the single men out there, I was always told one of the most important things you can look for in a woman is to find one that will age well. So I, there's some tips to the trade I could tell you, but I can't say them out loud on here. Because <laughs> my might make a few people upset. But gotcha. just find me on Facebook and DM me. I'll tell you what you look for, okay? <laughs> all right. You got anything else? That's it. I think that's the last of my stories. Oh, wow. I'm just rounding it out with a booty. Uh, story there so we can move on to community news we want to thank our sponsor world famous Cajun Curl by you blend of spice for their support check them out at CajunCurl.com you can order the spice and their Cajun Curl cutter for potatoes right there on CajunCurl.com it was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish that's down in Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, booties, and anything else you can think of putting <laughs> it on. The Spiral Potato Cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, and it's easy to clean, and it'll allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice, which those chips are outstanding. 
Everyone should definitely invest in that and get one because it'll change your life. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. And you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer there, or you can order your own. Here locally, it's available at Vowels on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly in Northport. And if your local grocer doesn't carry the uh, Cajun Curl, buy you the spice, ask them to start stocking it now. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel like George Washington in an American flag Speedo while you enjoy your meal. <laughs> it's all natural, low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. CajunCurl.com. Check them out there and use the promo code EOP10, that's the number 10, to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. Amen. All right. For community news, we've kind of neglected our iTunes reviews. We so have. I say maybe we close it with uh, an iTunes review. That uh, sounds good to or me. Maybe maybe two. That sounds fine. But also briefly, I gotta say your healthcare rant was it's, a bit controversial. Was it last week? It was okay, well, but it wasn't controversial about what you might think it was about. Yeah. It was controversial because of your. Disgusting potty mouth. Oh yeah, <laughs> that you use. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Got it right here. One oh four thirty. You made a note of it. No, somebody, a listener did. Oh, oh who? Who? Uh, I'm sorry to whoever that <laughs> listener was. Let me just apologize. Okay, I was told. I was very surprised. I was going about my day, and I get a Facebook message. And someone says, John has used the F word. Oh, I don't think I used the F word. On Earth Oddity. And I was like, what did he say? Fix? Okay, you got me. I went back and listened to it. And he was like, oh, no. He said the other one. And this is what he was talking about here. Now, we kind of had some exchange, but I've got the master copy without the glory, glory, hallelujah playing in the background. That was a nice touch, by the way. Thank you. Forgot to tell you that. Let's see what this see. Let's see how this sounds. Okay. And this guy's like, I'm gonna fix this system and you'll be able to go to any doctor you want or whatever. You're like, how can I vote for him? That was oh, it. Oh yeah, it does sound <laughs> a little like it now that you said it. But it was heck. I did say heck. Yeah. Okay, it was heck. I absolutely did not use the F word. <laughs> I just speak with a very strong <laughs> accent. <laughs> That so, was, whoever said that, I'm sorry you heard that, <laughs> but I did not say the F word. No. All right, I'll do. I'll fight you about it. <laughs> not really, because I want to get hurt and I'm small and weak. But yeah. Well, I tell you what. My first thought when I heard this was, uh, okay, I, I guess we need to fire John. We need to give him a lifetime ban on the podcast. Maybe so right. But I was worried everybody would quit listening. <laughs> No, they're not, they're not tuning in for me, I guarantee you. And then I thought, okay, well, maybe I'll give him a three-episode ban, <laughs> but I don't want to do three episodes and nobody tune in for those three episodes because they're not getting John Long. you get one of them. You know, people, then they realize <laughs> the other two may be bad. <laughs> so I think your punishment should be you have to eat a uh, pineapple on your pizza. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I can do that. You're going to eat every bite. You're going to hate but every bit I didn't bit do anything wrong. You, know? you said the H word. I did say heck. <laughs> you said <Yeah>. it again. <laughs> Which reminds me of one time. I don't know if I've told this story or not. I had to take Thomas to the doctor one time. We yeah. were waiting in like the little room. And he was like maybe in first grade. 
And so I was like, hey, little buddy, what bad words do you know? You know? And <laughs> yeah. He was like the S word. And I was like, oh, you mean stupid? And he was like, no, like, and it spelled it out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? What other ones? And he was like, the D word. And I was like, you mean dumb? And he was like, no, no. <laughs> he said like a couple more. I was like, where have you heard all these words? He's like, well, uh, this kid that went to, I can't remember the kid's name. Like Jamie told him to me at school. He's like, yeah. but I, you've said them too. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> when have I said those? It's like, well, you know what? Tom Hudson like fell off the bicycle and you were like, ooh, D word. He, he hit his head real bad. <laughs> or that time when the tornado was coming, like the big tornado that came through, you know, uh, April 27th uh, when they were all coming through. We were in the closet and you were having to get out to answer the phone because people kept calling and you said the S word that time. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> okay, buddy. Yeah. So that really made me realize I need to, I need to shore up my language. So, all right. Uh, you want to round this out with a couple of iTunes reviews? Sure. Let's rock and roll. Shout out everyone who's left us iTunes reviews. Yeah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Cause we really enjoy reading them. Yeah. So. Really. All right. I'm going to do this one, which is from Pong Master Flash. Perfect. All right. Already five stars. That's the title. <laughs> Updated review to help these with these boys' fragile egos. Guilty. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I need validation from strangers. I, like the majority of the world, prefer mindless, fun stories told with a southern twang. No politics. Sorry about last week. <laughs> no fake news. Just clean fun. John never disappoints in telling embarrassing stories that would send his wife in a frenzy if she still had the stomach to listen. That's <laughs> she, she's very lost good that point. long ago. Yeah. <laughs> Thankful of that, too, by the way. Yeah. We ran her off early. That was good. <laughs> that really gave me a lot more freedom. If my parents ever stop listening to this, that's when it's going to get real good. <laughs> uh, keep fighting the good fight, gentlemen. And keep making podcasts great again. Thank you so much, Pong Master Flash. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right. And then I'm going to close with this one. This one is uh, five stars, which that's what's important. Yeah. And this comes from Ginger's backslash against backslash the underscore Nephilim. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, the title here is Not the Worst. All right. You guys are definitely not the worst quasi-Christian news podcast I've ever heard. Also, you make my 53-mile commute to work less crappy. Keep it up. Okay. Thank you so much, Thank Gingers you. Against the Nephilim. I would like to say that you are not the worst iTunes reviewer right. that we've ever had. Yeah. We've had worse. Now, do you spell <laughs> crappy with an I-E or a Y? They spelled it with an I-E. I know. But I thought it was spelled with a Y. Well, I thought with an I-E is the fish. It's the fish, right. So this person is not a fan of, Which, of crappy. Yeah, some people call those fish crappy. Some people call them crappie. Right. Yeah, but either way, excellent eating But fish. that's an I-E. Yeah. And so... I mean, just since you said we're not the worst, <laughs> yeah. I just want to point out your flaws. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I was messing with you. Don't get mad. Email Tiny about me saying heck or anything. All right? Oh, man. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> he's saying it. I will. I'm glad my mother in law doesn't listen to this uh -huh. because, you know, in her house, we're not allowed to say the B word. Oh, yeah. And by the B word, I'm saying but. Oh, you can't say but? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, so what if you rolled out the other B word and be like, oh, I was confused. I knew I could say but. I thought this one was okay. Well, I think I called somebody a butthole one time and she oh, was yeah. like, <gasps> 
Really? Like about sending her to a heart attack. That's a standard. We, we use butt at my house all the time. I'm Got sorry. a certified butt, yeah. by the way. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Certified butt. <laughs> yeah, no. That wasn't your father-in-law that emailed you, was it, about me? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Whew, I'd have been in big trouble. I was, I was going to go straight. But I will tell you what. He, uh, he sent me a snapshot of the actual, like, the wave file. And he was like, this is what the F word looks like. I know because I'm a podcaster who says the F word all the time. I didn't. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Oh, man. I didn't say it. Okay. He said, this he said, is like getting fired from the purple parachute all over again. He said the H word. With a very thick southern Raw, you know, yeah. Okay, well, well, thanks everybody. <laughs> yes, thank it's been, you. It's been a good run on our oddity. <laughs> We've had a lot of fun here. Told a lot of embarrassing details about myself. Uh, it's nice knowing everybody. But look uh, for my podcast on Anchor coming out. <laughs> it's called uh, Heck John. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah, with John Long. Heck yeah, with John Long. It's really called whatever Hudson has a title because I still have that account. Oh man, you should you should change it, blow it up, <laughs> yeah, make right. it awesome. No, I'm never gonna. That's like me watching a movie. I'm never gonna do it. <laughs> Well, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether it's Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Everywhere. We're on them all. That's right. If you would like to email the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. That's right. If you would like to tweet us, we are at underscore earthoddity. Do you like pictures? Yeah. I like pictures. Yeah. Sometimes we post those pictures. I mean, and we're you posting can, more than we used to. And you can check those out, Absolutely. Instagram underscore earthoddity. That's right. And we also have a phone number. We do. What's that phone number? 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059. Call us up. Leave a message. Say whatever you want to. Comment on me using the H word. Possibly the F word, depending on if you're analyzing wave files. We're rated T for teen here. We are. But I wouldn't use the F word. Yes. No. Because John's mom listens to this. Absolutely. He wouldn't say that. She would kill me. (laughs) She would kill me. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love you all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.